What's going on, gang? How the fuck are you? Welcome to the brand new Tuesday episode. Everything everything hanging in the right place? Everything looking good? Everything looking beautiful on you, baby? You're looking sweet and sexy and delicious. That's what we do over here. Do you know what I say? So what's going on, y'all? It's, uh, it's a great fucking Tuesday. I'll tell you, I might have woke up at 3 p.m., but as soon as I was up, I was up. You know, it was off to a productive start. There's no better fucking feeling in the world than when you're being productive, you know? When you're drinking a coffee and you like feel like, yeah, I've earned this. This is fueling all the fucking dream crushing that I'm doing right now. I'm just in the pocket, you know? Love that feeling. So it's one of those days. Went out, bought some notebooks. Gonna get some, uh, get some material together for these uh, upcoming shows. Got some new clips and shit. I got a lot of new stuff is coming out. I'm very excited. We're working on new merch, new, more fucking tour dates, New clips for the Instagram of stand-up. When you see those, share them, baby. Tag a friend. Be a fucking, uh, be a slutty puppy with that. And, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff is shaking. Got it. Might have a, a very awesome new project coming out soon that I think you guys will really like. But um, for now, you can go get tickets to see your boy. Bunch of dates popping up now. We're working on Philly at the moment. Uh, but Providence, Rhode Island, Thursday, March 19th. These are all like less than a month away. Thursday, March 19th. The next day, I'm in Portland, Maine. Um, the next week, I'm in Chicago, Illinois on March 24th. And then Tampa the next day, March 25th. Very excited to see both of those cities. Then I'm back in New York. March 28th, I'm in upstate in Poughkeepsie. I've never been up there. So if you're in Poughkeepsie, grab fucking tickets. Uh, March 28th, and then April 29th, I'm doing a special Young Daddy Live podcast in New York City. Um, it's going to be a pretty exclusive little show. The room only seats like 50 people, so it's going to be a fucking wild time. you know. So grab tickets, loveford.com slash shows for tickets, for tickets for you, baby girl. So, um, And really quickly, just wanted to give a shout out to all of the new Patreon gang members, baby. Um if you don't already know what fucking time it is, okay, listen, the Patreon, there's like 80 fucking, or maybe there's 40, I don't remember, I counted, but there's like 40-something extra bonus episodes, some of our best shit is on there, you know, so many great guest episodes, join the Patreon, you get to, it's only five bucks a month, you get to support the podcast, and you immediately unlock every fucking episode, there's a new one every single Friday, so you can start your weekend right, so support the show, go join the Patreon, it's a cup of fucking coffee. Um, but shout out to Chris Gonzalez, Heather Krastowski, Isabel Amandolia, John Delarosa, Brett Gallant, Ashley Loggs, Tanner James, Ina, Shelby Nodder, Mackenzie Grieve, and I think that's it for this week, but uh, shout out to all you guys for joining the fucking Patreon gang. Much love to you. Thank you for supporting the show, and uh, let's fucking get into it, man. Let's get into it. I got my, my Starbucks... Uh, chilled coffee drink you know that yeah that's how they write shit to let you know it's not the real thing it's a it's not a, a soda it's a chilled bubbly beverage you know um but yeah one of these fucking uh you know these starbucks glass glass full of sugar things that you get at the checkout line at target drinking one of those i was just watching the sopranos just started that fucking show again if you haven't seen the sopranos you like oh my god 
Just watch that fucking show. It's on Amazon, HBO. It's the greatest TV show ever made. And I'll tell you, when a girl tells me, like, or in her Tinder bio, she'll be like, I love the Sopranos, or she'll have, like, a picture of Tony Soprano on her Tinder. I see this from time to time. Wow. They, that immediately makes me so much more attracted. I mean, that is the greatest fucking show. I actually started watching it with a gal, re-watching it. I've seen the show, like, ten times. Like, I know every goddamn line. But I, just, I can't get enough of it. Um, and also, if you look up Tony Soprano, do you, tell me if you think he's sexy. Because this guy almost won like a, a sexiest man alive thing. And most people are like, uh, ew, like he does, he's not even a good looking guy. But I do think there's something very sexy about how fucking like big and like powerful the guy is. You know what I mean? Doesn't take shit from anybody. So I think that's like, a, it's very much a mental sexiness. And we as men can learn from that baby you know you got to look good but it's not all about that your brain the way you carry yourself has to be sexy as well you know what i'm saying so but yeah watch that goddamn show um i started watching it with a girl i never really watch tv shows like with somebody and it, it it's got its pros and cons for one it feels like you're bonding and watching a thing together and it'll keep you together it's kind of nice when you start a new show with a new person you know what i mean um but two, as soon as you guys are not hanging out, it's like, man, I, I need to watch this show. I need to keep fucking watching this. It's really hard to, like, put it off. You know what I mean? So I, I secretly, we watched, like, six, seven episodes together, and then I secretly watched the last four together because I just, I couldn't, or four by myself because I, I just can't hold off. It's just so fucking entertaining. Um, and I don't know if I should tell her. Like, hey, you should uh, watch those four episodes without me, or if I should just, you know, watch them again uh, another time. But that's like four hours of my time, you know? I, I'm going to have to tell her to catch up, for sure. I got to tell her to just catch up, get to this point without me, and we'll see how much we can watch together, you know? You can't waste four hours. The, the time is too valuable. It's the most precious fucking resource, so I just made that decision. But, yeah, watch this. I'm back on my... My losing weight grind, folks. The, you know, I'll be honest. The first time we did a Slim Thickums challenge, I only cut like eight pounds. I wasn't too impressed with my own performance. Okay? But this time, we're on the money. We're on the fucking money. I'm starting to eat salads. I'm trying to cut out, you know, everything but water and coffee. Might even start calorie counting again. You know what I mean? I feel like every two months I download and then delete the MyFitnessPal app. Every two months. Because when I was like 17, I used it to lose like 50 pounds. I was just eating fucking broccoli, chicken breasts, and rice and with hot sauce for like three months and just walking. And you, the weight flies off, you know. But yeah, it's like I, I go box and I'm in good shape. I go spar. I get my fucking head beat up. And I can keep going. I can keep rocking. I got the energy. But, you know, I want to fucking look tight. I want to look good. I want to have that bikini bod. You know? I I want to wear that Borat singlet on the beach. It's traumatizing children. Um, But, yeah, it's just I, I'm trying to fucking eat, eat right. I think, I think the key is just cooking a lot of chicken at home. It's just so fucking hard to have the discipline to eat at home instead of just walking. And, you know, especially in New York, like. I can walk eight feet and I have like three different food options that I could just eat. But 
I, I, my system is kind of eat a, eat a lunch that will satisfy me. And then for dinner, I'm going to try to go light, you know, because I realize like, you know, when you get those fucking late night cravings where it's like it, it's two in the morning and you're like, oh, I, I got to eat this thing. or I got to order this. Like, I just I realize I, I get into that manic place of needing that food and then I eat the food and I don't enjoy it at all. Like no part of me enjoyed eating the food like or the feeling after like you know i just officially broke that barrier where it's just no longer fun you know what i mean and truly like the last time i ate it i was like okay i would feel much better if i just woke up tomorrow and thought i looked a little bit skinnier than i would then i would have enjoyed that meal right there so you know they say nothing tastes as good as skinny feels and uh, that's gonna be my fucking motto i'm gonna get that tramp stamped and uh, for the next three months and, you know, try to make that happen. It's just portions. Portions are what fuck me. You know what I mean? I don't even eat like that crazy of foods, but it's like the foods I do eat, I eat a lot of it, you know? I'll walk into a pizzeria. Give me give me three, four slices. They're like, do you want three or four? I said, I want three, four. Give me three, four slices. Well, what does that mean? Give me three. After I eat those, give me the fourth because I have no self-control or self-respect or shame. Just just go ahead and feel, feed that into my mouth for me. I will pay you the extra. You know, it's just I can't control. Like, I, I always, I think my brain worries that I'm not going to get enough food. So I'm like, okay, I'll take, like, if I go to McDonald's, I swear to God, I'll get, this is my McDonald's order. I'll get a Big Mac, a fucking fish sandwich, three tenders, and fries. And I'm, I might even add something else. But that's, I just covered every type of food. Chicken, beef, and fish. In fucking one order. You know what I mean? And then carbs and shit. It's brutal. Then you're eating like 85,000 calories. Your mom won't call you anymore. It's like, it's a a fucking addiction. But I think I'm finally past that mental hurdle. You know what I mean? I just get mad when I see like skinny people that just have so much self-control with food. Like that just don't get it. You know what I mean? It's like crazy to me. Like I was hanging out with my buddy yesterday. Fucking skinny guy. He's just eating a salad. Just on his own. I was like, why are you eating a salad? He's like, what do you mean? I like salad. I was like, what are you, fucking crazy? You know what I mean? I was like, you, you, if you're eating a salad, you better have a reason. You know? But no, he's like, I just like salad. And I, I need to get to that point where I can Because I had a fucking salad last night. It was delicious. It was fucking delicious. But for some reason, my stupid, fat brain just goes, if you're going to give me a salad, it better just be a little bit between two burger buns. And you had a side of chicken and fish You know what I mean It's just like I just gotta break that It's all discipline I'm I'm very disciplined with a lot of things I need to just fucking apply it To goddamn food For once in my fucking life You know But yeah um, Let's do it Let's fucking do it Summer's coming up It's it's gonna be here before we fucking know it And we better look like some bad bitches You know Um, But yeah Bernie Sanders you guys feeling the burn? I sure am. Should get an STD test. Uh, Bernie's apparently up ahead. It's him and uh, who is it? Biden is like falling off. Thank fucking God. You know, I like a couple of Bernie's ideas. I'll tell you. I wonder how Republicans feel about Bernie Sanders, though, because like I don't know if I buy into that whole he's a communist fucking uh, rhetoric that some people used to use. Free healthcare would be pretty great. I'll be honest with you. I mean, that'd be like I think. Like, I do give a fuck about free health care and the environment, you know? I, I really do think 
you know, based on my limited knowledge, I feel like we we do really need to make some humongous changes for the environment. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio told me. He told me on Twitter when he said save the porpoises. And you know what? I, I do believe him. I do believe him. He did a good job in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And as a result, he should shape my political views. Okay? But, yeah, I I think it's going to be Bernie versus Trump. I think uh, Bloomberg is coming in hot, but he's got a, he's got a lot of uh, skeletons in his closet, that Bloomberg, you know? You, but but then again, like, here's the thing. Bloomberg is like, I, talk, I talked so much about Trump on the last Patreon episode, but, so I don't want to double back, but Bloomberg is almost exactly like Trump. They're both like old, rich, white guys who fucking have a ton of money, you know, business background, and people think they're racist. They're like the same candidate on fucking, on, on both sides of the bill. So, but I think uh, we, we have officially reached the point in American politics, though, where it's like we just want to see the best shit talking possible in the debates. I think that that's what we want to see. I don't think that people's attention spans like go backwards. You know what I mean? Once you start getting used to three minute videos, you don't go back to 10 minute videos. You go forward to one minute videos. You know what I mean? Like all of our, our attention spans are so rapidly shrinking. And I think, you know, a big reason why Trump won was because, in the, I mean, in those debates, like he was against Hillary Clinton, and she goes, we just have to be thankful that a, a man like Donald Trump isn't in charge of who goes to jail or who goes to prison. And Trump goes, because you'd be in jail. And he just like, that was the, and the whole audience goes nuts. And it's like the biggest fucking mic drop moment, I think, in the history of a fucking political debate. Insane. Insane. I mean... I feel like even if you hate the guy, you saw that moment, you're like, wow, that's pretty fucking ballsy, you know? But I, that's what I think. It's going it, to, like, eventually American politics are just going to become WWE. <laughs> I really do think that. It's just like, if, if this is the way it's going now, I mean, two elections from now is just going to be like, and Elizabeth Warren hits her with the steel chair. And people are going to be, He's a pussy, you know? Oh, it's going to be fucking crazy. But that's like, that's what we are as Americans. We want more, baby. We want more fuel. I mean, if, if I think if Bernie just comes out and calls him a motherfucker, like on TV, like, oh, that, that, I'll, and I'll tell you, the people of Nevada, that motherfucker, he's a shrimp dick fuck. If he just does that, I think he could win. I think it's whoever's going to talk the better shit, honestly. I think that's how we're going to vote now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll be so pissed if Bernie wins and then he makes fucking college free. You know what I mean? Just just out of a just out of like you could have do that when I was fucking 17. You know? How fucking whack would that be? If college was free, I would have gone. Fuck it. I wouldn't have tried it all. I'd have been like, that's free. What do I got to lose? You know? I wonder if college being free will make people not work nearly as hard in school. Because I think there's a part of that, like, I'm paying 60 motherfucking grand a month for this place. I better make it happen, you know? I wonder if that will make people lazier once they hit the job force. It's like, yeah, fucking school was free. I don't know shit. What do I got to do? You know? I don't got to pay off these fucking debts. I don't know. I really don't know. There's pros and cons to everything, folks. 
but can you imagine I have kids? They're, they're going to college for free, and I'm like, you know, back in my day, college was eight $800 million. You, the only person that went to college in my day was Bloomberg. He finally went to college at 68 years old. He had enough money. And, uh, yeah, that's how we did it, you know? It's funny how much we hate rich kids, though, like instinct, instinctively. I think every person just hates rich kids. Like whenever I meet a guy who's like, yeah, like we, we, we summered in France when I was a kid and, you know, I just immediately at my core, it's not their fault, but I'm like, fuck this guy. You know what I mean? Like they had nothing to do with it. They were just a fucking kid. You know, they're just a baby. And I'm like, fuck this fucking rich piece of shit kid, you know, with his fucking Bentley problems. Like we feel it in our bones. It's very interesting, but I, I think it's just very deep in our core. We don't like when people get things that we think they didn't deserve, even if they're four years old. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's jump into some fucking fan emails, folks. That's enough of my bullshit. Enough of my fucking rants. Um, I hope you're having a fucking good week so far. If you're enjoying the episode, do the right thing, folks. Take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram story, tweet at us, spread it, share it somewhere. Fucking do something to support the show. The show gets bigger. It gets more fucking sponsors, more money, and the show gets better. It's a one hand washes the other, baby girl. So let's fuck. Tell a friend about it. Send the episode to a few people. Be like, hey, you might like this guy. He fucking rants about how Hillary Clinton kills people. Okay. He rants about that in the time that, you know, he, he thought that he had oral cancer from going down on a girl. That's pretty much what he covers. So, you know, tell somebody about the goddamn show. Buy a ticket. Come on out. Um, but let's see. I got, I got some fucking great emails pulled up. I'm saving the best for last. This I'm tell, There's one email that I read a week ago when it came in. It is the wildest, craziest fucking email this show has ever gotten. And I've genuinely been excited to read it for the last week so get ready uh this one's why can't men own up to cheating even after being caught hi love so some backstory very long story short my ex and i were talking on and off from january to september after being broken up for over a year september i found out he was with someone else wait so your ex and I were you were talking from January to September after being broken up. September, I, why'd you say the months so specifically like that? January to September. Does some fucking was is this an email end in a crime? September, I found out he was someone else. He was with someone else, not he was someone else. So I called him out on it, and I didn't get any response. He then continued to text me saying shit like "I miss you" and "I should be with you." Even in December, a week after I told him I needed some space to move on, he told me he broke up with his girlfriend and wanted to be with me. But I'm pretty sure he never did or they got back together. On New Year's Day, the girlfriend messaged me on Instagram, parentheses, parentheses from her dog's account because I blocked her real one. <laughs> oh, that's so fucking funny. That's so funny. The fact that like nowadays we're going to be messaging each other from our dog's Instagrams. To be like, did you fuck Tyler? And you're like, is this the dog talking or is this Brenda? That's so goddamn funny. I think uh, I think if my if a girl who used to, or if a guy who used to fuck my ex messaged me off of his dog's Instagram, like Roddy the Rottweiler, and he was like, hey, when's the last time you had sex with Sarah? 
I would just respond, woof. I would just only make dog sounds. I'd be like, wow, you're a talking dog? And he'd be like, dude, that's not funny, man. This is serious. I'm like, dude, this is serious. We got to get you on the news. You're a fucking talking dog. Holy shit. And he's like, dude, I think she cheated on us. I'm like, you have a girlfriend? I would. Be, that would be fucking amazing. Um, but anyways, I, she, this girl gets a message from her dog account and asked if she had sex with him in the past nine months. I told her, yes, we had multiple times. She said she found messages on his phone, and I confirmed I had that conversation with him and gave her a little more proof because she asked. She then messaged me, messages me say, and says that my ex is saying I made those messages up. I did this with his last girlfriend, and his mom can prove all of it. He then calls me and says it's my fault because I blocked her Instagram, and she saw that and other bullshit. But he texts me other rude shit. I attach the text. So my question is, why do guys freak out and continue to lie about cheating when they fucking did it and have been caught? Um, that's, and she sent the text. The guy says, this needs to end now. Block blank and leave it alone. You, and then she crossed this out. Um, I like that you crossed out what he says you did. He goes, you, and then a very long sentence gets crossed out. And he goes, that is too fucking far, which this is a classic thing with people, man. They, they always leave out the fucking thing they did, you know, it's like, yeah, one day he just woke up and started fucking take slamming the wall. It's like, oh, nothing led up to that. Nothing. You sure? And he goes, you've done enough. Blank and I are over and I hope you're fucking happy. It's very funny that he's like, uh. He's like, I want to be with you. And then he gets broken up with by his girl. And he's like, well, I hope you're fucking happy. Okay. Because she fucking dumped me. And then you responded, she's the one that contacted me. You are the one that has been lying to me and her. I'm just telling the truth. So don't appreciate it that you're telling her I'm lying. I, you have no reason to be angry with me. You got caught in your lie. So deal with it, which is fair. The guy goes, will you block her to end this shit right now, please? As if I don't have enough going on, please stop. You have done enough. So your question is, why can't men uh, admit to cheating even after being caught? Uh, what the fuck? Is, I mean, here's the thing. Like, what I've never cheated, but what is there to technically? But what is there to gain by like being like, yeah, you know what? I did cheat. You know what? Yeah. Okay. It's like it's just going to get shittier now. I understand why guy like there's really no winning. It's like you either tell her you cheated and it's fucked or you don't tell her you cheated and it's fucked. Like it's either or. It just depends on the kind of guy you are. But I think if you're a dude, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to relate to this because I'm just really not this guy. You know what I mean? Like I don't lie to the people I'm sleeping with. I don't like just do this. I just think the, the answer to that question is there's shitty people everywhere on both sides of the spectrum. On all sides of the spectrum, you know? Um... So, yeah, I mean, this guy is, is fucking lying and is uh, a bit of a douche. And and he's not going to own up to it. And that's it. And what you need to do with that is instead of worrying about blocking the ex, just block him. Just don't fucking deal with this anymore. Have the discipline that every time he texts you and gives you a little attention, you don't do anything with it. You just fucking move on. You know? That's it. You just fucking move on. And and, and you, you put this in the past, and it's really not worth your time or energy. Drama and, and this kind of shit is fun. It is fun. It's fun to have something to do. 
All right. But instead, if you focus that energy on being fucking productive and, and crushing your goals, you're going to be a lot happier. So fucking do that. Just move past this. Fuck him. Don't end up with somebody like this. All right. Um, next email. Am I insecure or overreacting? Well, darling, I would implore on you that we all have our insecurities and we have all been known to overreact from time to time. So let's go on with it. Hi, Daddy. My boy is living in Georgia right now because he's in the Navy. In long distance is basically all we've ever known since I live 2,000 miles away. Super charming, incredibly kind, and so hot. Plus, his biceps are the size of my head, and what's not to love about that? I'm just uh, recently learning that he has a tattoo on his ribs with his ex-wife's name in it. My nickname is her full name, which puts me a little at ease, but I can't help but be a little jealous that it's not really tied to me. Not that I want him to have a tattoo for me, but she was super abusive, and it makes me sad when he talks about the way she treated him. Am I overreacting, or would this be something someone else would worry about too? Much love. Yeah, that'd definitely be something you'd worry about, you know? Because, like, for one, like, a rib is, like, an, an, like, it's kind of a symbolic place where it's, like, she's my rib, you know? She's my McRib. I have an eating disorder. Um, what's it called? But, like, if I was banging a girl and she had Mike tattooed on her ass, or, like, Howie, like, in that movie Uncut Gems, fucking great movie. Um, but, you know, if I'm, if I'm bending a girl over and she has a guy's tattoo on her ass, like, that is almost always going to take some of the fun out of the sex for me, for sure. I'm sure it stews up a tiny little bit of jealousy. But if she was an abusive ex, you know, you guys have been dating for how long? I don't know if you said. But I love that you're like it. I wonder if you thought that when he met you, the tattoo was for you. He just had like Nikki fucking tattooed on his rib. And you're like, this was meant to happen. He's like, no, that's that's my wife. That's my wife's name. You know? Um yeah, I do think you're having a very reasonable human emotion to this, but I think in in fairness, it's a tattoo, so it's kind of a bitch to get removed. And just uh mentally, the only thing you can really do is in your head go, "Yeah, I like this person and I want to be with them." So it's just a fucking tattoo. Like he got a tattoo of his I mean, you got to understand this guy is who he is. He got a tattoo of his fucking ex or of his wife's name on his ribs that's the most navy shit ever you know you know what i'm saying that's an american military navy boy so know what you're dealing with it's like yeah he's gonna have a couple tattoos of some exes he might even check you might want to check his legs he might have some just some names of women he's fucked just going down his legs like samantha restroom of the fucking you know dave and busters just for reference but yeah, it's it's I could I could see it, but there's nothing. What do you want him to fucking do about it? You want him to go through the pain in the ass process of getting it removed and all that shit? It's fine, you know. Think of it as like a scar from an ex, because that's that's most likely what it is. I'm sure he doesn't look at it and is like, "Fuck yeah, I'm glad I got that tattoo," you know. It's funny when you <laughs> when you get a tattoo that both you and your partner regret. Like, there's multiple people's regret attached to your tattoo. That's pretty fucking hilarious. Um, 
Yeah, there's nothing you can really do about it. Just it's one of those things where you just push it down. Just push it down and go, it doesn't fucking matter. Who cares? And if you're if you're having sex and you look at it, go, I bet I fuck way better than that bitch. You know what I mean? And then fucking take that sex to the next level. Rock his world. Use it as fuel. Use it as fucking competition. All right? Flip it on its head. That's what you got to fucking do. That's my advice on this one. Um, it's, it's, it's like shitty, but it's one of those little things. You just got to kind of put it aside. You know? Um, let's do this one. Farmersonly.com. As always, if you have an email, by the way, folks, send it into yungdaddyshow at gmail.com. Youngdaddyshow at gmail.com. We'll get to your fucking email, all right? Just try to keep it a little on the shorter end. Some of you guys, you send in these fucking 8,000-word essays. And uh, I really don't know what to do with that. Can you, ima- you imagine like 20 minutes of the episode just me reading your fucking email? You know, one email. Like, what What do you think? Well, yeah. All right. This one's called FarmersOnly.com. Hey, Lev. Long-time listener. First-time emailer here. So I went on on a date with this guy, and I really hit it off. <laughs> Textbook, great first date, and we talked for hours. Ended in a car makeout, but nothing more. I love this accent, talking about making out with a guy. A few days later, we went out again. This time, it could not have gone worse. The first half hour was fine, but the State of the Union was on in the bar, and he started talking about what a badass Trump was. I am extremely liberal, but to be fair, we only went on a date with this guy, a 24-year-old farmer in a rural area, and assumed he was a Republican. We had talked about having different views, but he all of a sudden started talking about marriage and how we had only married someone religious who wants to have a lot of kids and be a stay-at-home mom. I'm a teacher, and I love kids, but I'm not religious, and honestly, don't really like being told what to do or what mold I need to fit into. Needless to say, we haven't talked since then, but I can't stop thinking about how attracted I am to him. Not as someone I want to date, it obviously wouldn't work long term, but as someone I really, really want to have sex with. Is it crazy of me to text him and ask if he wants to hook up? As a guy, do you think that's too forward? All that we've done is make out and he knows that I've only slept with one other person. Despite this, I can't stop thinking about this guy. Thanks, I love the podcast, and any advice is welcome. Well, go ahead and put your hat down, Tex, because we're going to fucking dive right into it, all right? I understand exactly what you're feeling. You found this farmer, rural boy, probably got a gun in the house that's not registered. He's one of these bad motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Come and get it. That's the kind of boy he is, you know? He's got those big goddamn forearms, fucking barreling hay all over, or whatever the fuck he does, you know, probably from probably from jerking that big old hog of his, you know? And I'm not talking about the animal, right? So... You're seeing, you're thinking about this guy sweating out on the ranch all day. He's got that little bit of sweat drizzling down his back like gravy on a Sunday. You're the good kind, and it's slowly going, and he walks. He's the type of guy to knock on your door and go, excuse me, ma'am, could I trouble you for a glass of water? Some shit like that, you know? But here's the thing. Here's the thing about these. Here's what's going to happen, all right? I'm just going to fucking be real with you. If you're going to have sex with this guy, All right. If you're already thinking about this guy this much, you're probably going to start to develop some fucking feelings. And then slowly but surely, you're going to start overlooking all these huge, you know, I hate to say red flags because that's a little on the nose here. But these fucking huge southern red flags, baby. 
You know, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with who this guy is or what he believes in, but it's just not what you want or believe in. This is like a horrible uh, pairing. You know what I'm saying? You guys have so many huge differences, and not like if you have political differences, that's one thing. I, that's I think that's fine. Like I don't care if my partner has different political opinions than me. I think if any, I actually would probably prefer that. You know, to have a little bit of a fucking conversation and some things to disagree with and talk about. But like, you don't have to be exactly like me to date me. But if, but he seems like he really wants this like old school fucking misogynistic. You stay in the kitchen and raise the fucking kids and I'm going to be chewing tobacco in the fucking barn with Frank. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you understand what you're getting here, you know? So, uh, and here's the also the problem with those guys is my gut tells me that if you have sex with him, he's going to get you pregnant. Like, that's how that movie goes. That guy, I guarantee he's not the best with condoms. You know what I'm saying? So my advice, honestly, is if you, I'd say don't fuck him because you, you already are obsessing with the guy. And, it's, and you might even have something going on subconsciously where you're like, he's everything I hate. I should fuck him. You know, but if you do fuck them, you make sure that you're on fucking birth control, have an IUD in, put in a fucking dental dam, everything to possibly prevent you from having a fucking kid. All right. That's my my fucking advice, because it would based on this email, it would really suck if you had to fucking raise a kid together. You know what I mean? So and it happens to people, it happens to folks more often than not. I don't know if that's true, but you know what I'm you, you get what I'm what I'm saying here. But honestly, my advice, just leave it as a nice thought to masturbate to and and move aside and keep on going. You know what I mean? Find somebody who's like not gonna expect you to have a nice pie on the fucking windowsill ready for him if that's not what you want, you know, when he comes home. So a hundred that that's that's just my gut feeling. I, you know I keep it real with you. Uh, let's get on to that crazy fucking email. It's called Swapping Plus Anal Advice Needed. Hey, Daddy, please read on the regular pod. Plan on joining the Patreon soon. Good girl. She goes, I know I've been missing out on so much. This one is a doozy, so bear with me. So my best friend and her boyfriend live with me and my boyfriend. So it's two couples living in a house. This is a girl and her best friend is another girl. She actually sent a photo of them. They are so fucking sexy. Holy shit. Holy fuck. I want, I want every nude this person. This is, they are so hot. Um, anyway, we're living together for over a year and a half. But in the last few months, we've established a swap rule where we can have our pick of each other once a week. Her boyfriend is super sexy, but he mostly wants to do anal. I'm not against it. But he expects me to be freshly douched, which I've never done before. My boyfriend doesn't ever require it, so I'm new to the concept. Do you have any tips for anal douching? Do you have your women do anal douching before anal sex? Does it freak them out, or are they chill with it? Listen, I feel like I have slightly more anal sex than the average guy, and I'm going to tell you, I've never heard of anal douching in my entire fucking life. So... I'm going to let that be my answer to it. I, you know, I've definitely had anal that's ruined a nice buffy comforter of mine. Made me have to throw away a fucking $220 comforter. All right. You think, you think that doesn't hurt? 
It does. But you, no, you know, maybe a shower before. Nice shower. You know, if you're planning on eating ass, I like to personally soap up the asshole before. You know what I mean? Maybe even twice. Just to kill, try to kill any bacteria. You know what I mean? Better safe than sorry. But douching, no. I mean, I'm sure some people will tell you to take a shit before anal and then do like a deep clean just to make sure everything's gone. But no, I've never... Tim, every time I've done anal, it's been like a... We've been drinking. You're bent over. I'm fucking you hard. We're having a great time. Oh, is that a tiny little asshole I see there? I should spit on that. I should put my thumb on that. Thumb goes in slow. And then... You know, the classic, I really want to put my dick in your ass. And if she's down with the cause, you're rocking and rolling. You know, that's how it happens. Um, It's a little different for you guys because it's like a planned fucking swap. But get this. This is where the email gets insane. Ready? So that's not all. When I'm having sex with my best friend, it's so amazing. But when I hear our boyfriends in the other room, my boyfriend's moans are more extreme than when he's with me can you fucking believe this people when the two girls have sex the two guys have sex four by people living together in one apartment what the fuck are the odds of that ever happening and i bet this isn't even in florida and florida is where that shit happens all right but how fucking wild is that what are the odds you guys should have a fucking tv show man you guys should be having a podcast. I should be writing into you. But she goes, do you think he's just enjoying the sexual adventure and the fact that it feels naughty? Or do you think he could be more interested in him than me? We rarely have an all-together orgy, but when we do, he seems equally invested in all three of us. But what's your take? Thanks, Daddy. Love the pod and can't wait to join the Patreon soon. I included a photo of my BFF and I, mostly for your viewing pleasure. Please send more. Um... Anyways, yeah, I mean, listen, if he's, I'm not a bi guy, technically, (laughs) Um, but, you know, it's also a matter of what's he doing with the other guy, you know, I mean, if he's getting his his ass banged by this other dude, he's probably going to make some different sounds, you know what I mean? I mean, if you're fingering your girl, if you adjust a finger position, it's like playing a different hole on a flute, you know? Like, you're just going to get different notes out of it. So, you know what I mean? That's I, he's, It's probably a different kind of orgasm that's happening with, with the guy. Like, prostate orgas- uh, orgasms are pretty fucking intense. They really are. I had one, and uh, it was a lot, all right? But I don't think the... Um, it's also like he he fucks you six days a week, and then he's with the other guy one day a week. Like, no matter what... You're going to be more excited for the one day a week thing. You know what I mean? Because there's just less of it. It's more rare. I, I, as of right now, I don't think there's a problem. I really don't. I could, I could see scientific, biological reasons why there would be different sounds happening, and I don't think it matters. You know what I mean? It, it's, you know, it's different. It's a little different. I mean, don't, like, ask yourself. Do you think that when a, a person is having sex... With one gender and then with the other. Don't you think there's going to be some different sounds happening? You know what I mean? It, you know, it, if, if you want, like I said in the last thing, use it as fucking competition. Try to get your guy to sound even fucking louder. 
that's that would be i think the the healthiest approach to dealing with this but as of as of right now if this, if this is what you're into this sounds like the most like amazing dream setup ever and uh just fucking enjoy it and i hope you guys are being safe you know well yeah i mean you guys are all in relationships so i'm sure you're fine but you know just uh i i wouldn't worry about it this is kind of like the tattoo thing you know you could ask like hey you could even ask them like it's you guys must be pretty fucking open just be like, hey, like, I, you know, I, I, it sounds like you're like a little louder with him. Like, is there something he's doing that you'd want me to do? That, that's that's a perfectly normal, safe question to throw out there, I guess. You know, that's what I would do. But what a fucking email. Congrats. Thanks for writing in. Uh, I'll read this really quickly. This is just a note that somebody sent in. Hey, I'm listening to the January 28th episode on my way into work. I'm at the part where you talk about people's behavior and reinforcing them with positive behavior. You're spot on. For work, I talk, Basically, I talked about how like if you have a girlfriend or boyfriend, I heard Jordan Peterson talking about how to train your partner to, to do what you want them to do and also how to train them to get you to do what they want you to do. So you guys, instead of just like being negative to each other, you positively reinforce shit. She goes, I work with children with developmental disabilities as a behavior specialist, and this is something I tell parents, staff, and family members all the time. Typically, or typical people's behavior is not different than those with development disabilities. I get the statement a lot that people are not dogs, but our behavior is much like theirs when you get to the root of everything. We all have functions to our behaviors that we learn at a very young age, and we are reinforced by the outside world and other people. For example, I cry, mom brings me food. I know if I cry, I get food. This behavior, uh, the behavior is crying. The reinforcement is food. Once a, da- once a baby learns to talk, we move on to the next level where we teach kids to communicate their feelings to get what they want. And that is shaping the behavior to be more positive. As we grow up, we master new levels and the new levels comes new life challenges that we have to learn to adapt to. I highly recommend you look into topics of attachment and human behavior in general. I've always kind of wanted to learn about that. Some therapies used for human behavior are cognitive behavior therapy... Um, let me know what you think. Yeah. I mean, basically just somebody saying, you know, if you, if you're in a fucking relationship right now and you guys have problems or you hate that he does this or you hate that she doesn't do that, try to fucking positively teach each other how to do this shit, do the things you want to do and let them be bad at it. That was like, when I heard that, I remember that really standing out to me, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode, man. I really do. Um, you know, hope you're, uh, join the patreon or come out to a show if i'm coming to your city you know definitely come hang out after the show i always like grabbing drinks with folks that come out so other than that share the episode i fucking appreciate you thanks for being a part of this and uh i love you guys cheers let's make it a great fucking week and i'll see you on the friday episode peace Hey, my dark darlings. Hopefully, you've been enjoying our latest videos. 
we're a small crew here at Something Scary. So we have to make sure that the work that goes into our episodes gets done in order and on schedule. So that's why I wanna tell you about our sponsor, Monday.com. Monday.com is an online teamwork platform that keeps your team connected from anywhere. I really enjoy the visual ease of using Monday.com. It helps banish the demons of confusing email chains or who's doing what and by when. It helps make sure everyone is aligned and on the same page. One of the things that I enjoy the most about Monday.com is that it's customizable. So it feels like it could fit any type of collaboration or industry. Build confidence within your team and reach every goal with ease. Visit Monday.com to start your free two-week trial.